just by being a great photographer. I know a lot of awesome, very talented creatives that are not making money. You know, I believe it's more about who you know, and not just not even just about who you know, but about how to know someone, right? How to network, how to build the right network of people that need the value that you are offering and how to position yourself. This is all about marketing, of course. How to position yourself as the right person to solve their problem that they will be willing to exchange money for, you know, willing to exchange money for. And then the third thing I would say is... Hi there, and welcome to Project Genesis. Project Genesis is a fun and inspiring tripod series where photographers and creatives take us back in time to explore the start of their creative journey and reflect on the motivation, the challenges that have led them to where they are right now. What would they have done differently? What advice do they have for someone who's also at their starting point, or can I say also at their genesis? My name is Dalia Akaine. I am the host of the Tripod Podcast, and I would love for you to join me on this fun and inspiring ride through the journeys of these amazing creatives. Welcome to Project Genesis. everyone welcome back to the podcast on today's episode i have a very special guest with me and i am super excited because we have a very interesting story to tell we may not be able to tell that story today but i think (laughs) in the you know i would say little time i've gotten to know him he it's a story right it's it's amazing just what has happened And, and ironically ironically there's actually story in his Instagram profile. So now I'm curious. Maybe he has a way oh. of, you know, always <laughs> making sure that something happens and, you know, you have a story. But it's really, it's really, um, it's been amazing getting to know him and I can't wait for you guys to get to know him. So his name is Elvis from Story of Elvis. I know for lots of you probably know him as Story of Elvis on Instagram. He has been doing just amazing work. And, you know, he has now transitioned from just photographer to photographer slash educator. So he's going to tell us, he's going to give us all those juicy details. Well, first of all, you know, I want to allow you to introduce yourself, Elvis, please. Um, welcome on board. Please introduce Thank yourself you so much, to Dalia. many <laughs> people that are listening. Let them get to know who you are, what you do. You know, let me know, kind of mellow it down. Give us all the juicy details. Yeah. That that that's that's fine. Thank you so much, Dalia. I mean, this is a huge privilege to be here. And hi, everyone listening. My name is Elvis Okifo. I don't know why she omitted my surname. Probably she can't pronounce it. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm a young photographer, an educator, and brand strategist based in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, yeah, and, and I love rice and beans with plenty stew and meat. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah, I like I, that you mentioned that. But you didn't say plantain. Please don't tell me you're that one percent of. Well, not like I, not like, not like I, not like I don't. But it's not like a necessity. <gasps> no. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the world is still going. <laughs> that, without plantain. I, I, I strongly disagree. But let's agree to disagree. <laughs> I think without plantain, we would resort to cannibalism and everything would just go away. That's that's deep, but I mean, (laughs) thank you so much for joining me, Elvis. This has been a long time. My pleasure, Dalia. And I feel like there's just so much for us to talk about, but we're going to try to keep to. You know, this we're not going to try to tell too many stories. I know everyone wants to hear. You know, people love stories so much. Now they are wondering, what's that story? What happened? What did they want to tell us? Or what did they want to tell us? But anyways, um, we're just going to get right into it. Thank you so much for that brief introduction. And for telling us about how much you, like, you love yeah. rice and stew for all our, you know, RSVP <laughs> listeners. Um, So I think the first thing I want yeah. to talk about is you know there's like i said there's a lot that i want to talk about but i'm going to try to mellow it down because i like that i'm seeing photographer educator on your profile and the fact that you've actually kind of owned that and said yes you are a photographer but also an educator 
I'm curious, yeah. how did that come about? Did one start before the other? And what was your motivation really to start? You know, either it's one brand, it's one person, but there are like two sides to it. So I'm curious, how did that, you know, what was the inspiration to start both of those things? Okay, so there's actually more, there are actually more sides to it, but it, for the purpose of personal branding, I just put out those two on that instagram page right so i mean i've always had a passion to share knowledge um, I've, I've seen the power of knowledge i've seen what knowledge how much knowledge can transform a person how much it can transform a society transform cultures and even the world at large you know and mm-hmm. on there is just this part of me that always wants to learn i've also seen how much knowledge and the right information acquired at the right time has helped me to scale, you know, through certain challenges and become a better version of myself. And I always wanted to see that same thing happen in other people, you know, so whatever I get really good at, there's just a way that people want to learn from me, you know, and then the more you teach, the more you get better at teaching because, I mean, you're dispensing information to different people and you're getting to learn how different people think, how receptive they are, what ways they receive knowledge and how much impact that can make, you know, for in their own lives. So over time, just getting better in my craft and seeing the number of persons that also need that that information that I'm privileged to have, you know, I've just developed a system or a structure to pass down that knowledge. So I would not say, okay, I would even say that me being an educator came before being a photographer, right? Because in my photography, I'm educating people who want to learn photography on photography related concepts but before photography i've always been somebody who was passionate about sharing knowledge yeah okay that's really really good because you know just talking about the impact that it can create i know for a lot of people it's not exactly that way there are always people that want to hoard knowledge right it's like oh i've discovered the secret and nobody else is going to find out <laughs> you know there's I know. always <laughs> that feeling of should i really share this with the world maybe you found out one hidden strategy that nobody's using and then you did something about it and it's like oh my god this is like magic i know should i really now I just go and tell everybody <laughs> About the irony this? is that what you know is actually a key to what you don't know. And if you don't share what you know, you're not creating enough space for what you don't know. <laughs> so that's the irony. The more you learn, the more you teach, rather, is the more you learn. It's just how the human mind works. That's that's like an Instagram quote. Like, I'm snapping that up. It's <laughs> something about it. Yeah, because like, yeah. that's very inspirational and it's true. And I feel a lot of people don't think about it that way because we feel like, you know, you just keep getting information, you know, just store it in your brain and just making use of it for your own mm. business and all of that. But really being an educator is such a rewarding, you know, thing to do because like sure, you rightly sure. said, you're not just helping other people, but you're, you're also helping yourself, you know, in a way. It's not just about, yeah, it's a good thing that you're helping other people, but can you really grow if you're not really thinking about, you know, how to pass that knowledge on to other people? How did that come about, especially for photography for you? Did you do you feel like the more you were teaching and helping other photographers, the more your personal brand was growing? Well, um, it, all, it, it all began on campus, actually, and I've always just been... Um, in certain leadership positions, right? So that means I was known in different sects, or should I say in different, you know, um, in different parts of the school based on where I was leading at different times. And when people discover that, okay, this guy is a photographer, and I've always been wondering if I'm starting something, I want to be not just be the best, but be my best version in that thing that I'm doing. So when persons began to see the amount of excellence that I was putting out, they wanted to learn as well how I was able to move from just being a young preacher boy to not exactly that I left being a preacher boy, but then I was also successful at something else. And it was just a very drastic shift, which just blew people's minds. I mean, I'm speaking in retrospect now, and I can I can say that because if I had seen somebody who was not a photographer, who did not even show any ounce of interest, and then all of a sudden, in like one year, you just become one of the most sought-after photographers on campus, then I, I want to learn from you too, so I can understand yeah, that. like something is happening here. What's cooking? What's on the yeah. fire? Like, should we check Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
I That's know. so amazing. <laughs> but now I'm curious, why did you start? Like, did you find a camera somewhere? A lot of photographers say, you know, maybe someone um, borrowed them a camera or they got it from their parents or just, you know, it's always like you're trying out stuff. But for you, was it more of an intentional, I want to try out my hands on this thing or was it just a happy accident? Okay. I think it's a combination of everything you've mentioned and even much more than I don't, that I, I don't have terminologies for now. But what I would say <laughs> is I never, I never was the person who was like, when I'm old, I'm going to be a photographer. Like what I'm doing now <clears throat> was not my plan as it were. You know, I, I didn't plan to do this. Neither did I stumble on a camera. But what I would say was time and chance, I believe, right? I was in school at, at um, in the year 2018. Still on, still on campus then, and you know, I had, I had somewhat of an extra year. So the people that I knew that I, I was really close to, they were not on campus. You know, I was just there, and I had friends, of course, in other levels. But I was not really, I was not usually the going out, outgoing type. But now I have to now not just be an outgoing type. But I don't even have the people that I would normally be indoors with. You know, so I was just going around campus. Actually, I had an iPad that I used in taking pictures. Just because I, I was bored, I felt like let me just find something to do with my time. Because and I don't mind, like they say, you know what they say, and I don't mind this, you know. So yeah, I was just going around, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just going around campus, taking pictures of the buildings because they were fascinating. That's Covenant University. I took pictures okay. of the ALDC, the leadership and development, you know, building. Took pictures of the chapel, of the lecture theater, just different pictures that I thought were exciting, and I was learning photo editing at the same time. So, while doing all of that, I've always, you know, loved to be excellent or to have structure. So, I created a different Instagram page or handle for putting out that work. Not because I wanted people to come and pay me, but I just wanted to segment my personal life from my hobby, right? And then I began to post those pictures, those photos there. And I started getting unusual attention and I was wondering, like, okay, I'm not like, I didn't go to any photography school or anything this is just me bored (laughs) trying to find meaning you know (laughs) but the more i put out work that i just loved of the of of buildings the more people wanted me to snap them and i was wondering "Uh -uh." but like you're not seeing any human being here but why do you want they they just loved how it looked and they felt like it was something about my process that could create that same thing with their picture you know until somebody was going to pay me to snap him but then i didn't have a camera right so all doing all of that made me realize that there was actually potential here. And if I want to get greater quality pictures, I would need a professional camera. I couldn't afford one at the time, you know, but the story is long. I don't know if we'll have that time here to share that story. But yeah, the summary was that, that... That's very helpful. Please continue. Yeah, so the summary is that after that moment, I realized that, okay, I should do better i should grow in my craft you know i should be better right so what i began to do from that moment was um save up and i did a couple of jobs tried i sold drinks called punch on campus you know i did several stuff just to raise money i also got some financial aid from a few friends you know and then i eventually after like maybe two or three months i even got scammed in the process by somebody who knew i was trying to raise money for a camera and he offered to, that i give him some money and he will double it so i can get my camera and i was like yay why not wow. but i got scammed you know but i got the money wow. back anyway <laughs> i was just being a sharp worry boy so i quickly got my money back and i went ahead to get my camera and the rest is history like they say <laughs> yeah the rest really is history like but it's you know it's it's photographed and it's captured in time so it's not just forgotten yes. history like we can see the history it's playing out for us to yeah see. but that, that, we need <laughs> yes. to, i need to hear that story that's you know um there's there's a word there's a way they used to describe that in money doublers i think yeah oh <laughs> It was that sounds like you know all those bring fifty k hmm. and collect one hundred and fifty k. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, on, but, the, on the contrary, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It was actually a, I won't say a friend, but somebody that I thought was my friend. Yeah, that that wasn't good. But anyway, I'm happy you got your money back, and that was like a that seems like so. a very huge learning experience, right? Yeah, it was. Okay, so I think you've already touched on this a little bit, but maybe we can just, you know, kind of shed some more light on that. 
you mentioned that, you know, at the time when people started being like, oh, I'm going to pay money for you to take my photos. And then, you know, you were like, oh, but that's cool. But I don't even have a professional camera to take that. And then you had to, you know, kind of source for funds. Besides the financial challenges, was there anything else that you would say was a major challenge for you, especially in those early days when you just like kind of started up? Well, um, so I didn't, I did not start out as a business. It was just a hobby, right? So the major experience, the major, um, what's the word now challenge that I yeah. had then was number one, I did not have any experience with photography. Okay. And number two, I did not have the right network. I mean, because in business you need both skill and network, right? Yeah. So I did not have the right network at the, at that time. I mean, network of persons who would want who was the word now who would want to pay a professional photographer to take their picture because I was not even yeah. a, a professional in any way, you know. But what I how how I overcame that was I literally died on YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I had at, at that moment I had learned I had learned a very important skill, and that is the skill of learning. I had learned how to learn. And I had learned that the, one of the best ways to, um, to retain information or to have it stick with you with little effort is when you answer a question that your mind is asking. It's like you have an empty ocean and then it begins to rain and all the water around... Yeah, just dropping. So please continue. Like, I'm writing it. Why is my Bible that was here just now? Like... I can't miss this. I'm sorry. Please continue. Carry on. You were saying something about water and those. Please tell me. Yes. So, like, when you have an an empty, um, um, let me say, uh, where a river is meant to be, there's no water there, for instance, and it begins to rain around. All the water that is coming around begins to flow into that open space, right? To fill up that void. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that's how the mind works as well. So when the mind is hungry for something, if you can yeah. feed it with that thing at that moment, I mean, of course, positive things, nothing that will harm you mentally or psychologically. When you feed your mind with the right information at the moment where your mind is asking that question, it's most likely we, it has a 95% chance of being retained in your mind. So what I did was while just still going out regardless of um you know not regarding my inexperience still just going out to take pictures and create photographs whatever yeah. challenge i had on the job i would immediately document it and okay. make research so if maybe when i was taking pictures i discovered that my background was too or was too bright and i lost you know detail in maybe i was trying to take pictures of a tree and the sun was yeah. really bright i go on youtube and then i type how to take great pictures of a tree with bright sunlight, you know? Mm -hmm. And the more I just yeah. did that, the more my mind began to, you know, just amass the right information. And I just kept on learning and learning. And so in a short time, I was able to cater for my lack of experience by having the right knowledge. And I learned that when people, I mean, when you have the right knowledge and information, experience might not matter so much when you're trying to get a client, you know, until, until it comes to execution. But that's it. just for another day. Absolutely. That's but that helps a lot because where my mind is going to with this is, you know, a lot of times we procrastination is really a terrible thing, and I don't know why, but my mind is yeah. just going to procrastination. And you know, you you are talking about instance like immediately you are having mm. this problem, go out instantly and try to find a solution for it. Yeah, because even when you're hungry, if you don't eat when you're hungry, a point comes that yeah. you no you you might no longer desire food like when you're hungry, right? Honestly, actually, and that has actually happened to me and there was a time I literally suffered from that exact <laughs> example. I know. But <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even want to talk about that. Honestly, you do not want to know the <laughs> amount of hours I have stayed without eating food. But anyways, wow. I, I agree. I totally agree. That makes a lot of sense because procrastination is such a terrible thing. And it's not just, you know, I think I feel like a lot of really smart people, we get into that vibe of, I know I will do it. I know I will do it. I trust myself that I will eventually get to it. Do you understand? But then yeah. the, 
thoughts or the idea you are bringing out now is that the effects may not be the exact same thing. Maybe, yes, eventually you get to it, right? Eventually you do it. But then it may not be the same effect. You may not learn as much as if you yeah. had done it instantly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's 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 actually a new way to look at it, and that makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm happy that you know, in addition to telling us about the problems, you're also sharing the solutions. And this is a very big shout out to YouTube. I know that YouTube has helped a lot, you know. But do yeah. you find yeah. do you find? I know a lot of people talk about in person learning. Personally, it's not you know, um, it's not the best for me, <laughs> but that's my own preference. <laughs> But I know that a lot of people talk about in-person learning, especially for things like photography, that's like, you know, a physical skill. Do you agree with that? For you, um, do you think that you would prefer in-person learning to learning on YouTube or do you feel like that didn't affect anything? Yeah, I get you. Well, I think people need time and people learn differently. Some people need more time than the other. Because whereas you can pause a YouTube video, you cannot pause a human being every time. You could ask them to hold on, but you know they also have other things that they have to go and do. So if you're going to learn from them, <laughs> you would need to either learn faster or devise a means to capture what you are learning and mm-hmm. replay it in their absence. Right. So some people will rather learn on a YouTube, via a YouTube video or an online course. I'm kind of like that, you know, where um, yeah. they have they all literally own the time at that moment where they can pause, rewind, fast forward, skip something, you know, but learning in person, the advantage of that over learning on YouTube is that you can actually ask the person questions because you can ask a video questions. For me, I found, I found that, I found out that learning on YouTube worked for me in my initial stages to apprehend the big information that I needed to start out. All right. But over time, um, engaging one-on-one, also began to work for me because I already had the basic knowledge. So I knew how to quickly make things make sense that I'm hearing or that I'm learning from someone and then just learn faster. Okay. Do you think this then, because now we're talking a lot about learning and knowledge and all of this stuff. Do you think, especially this early phase where you were just doing a lot of learning, do you think that kind of inspired you in any way to then teach others because you you got a lot from just learning, you know. So yeah. I can almost imagine the gratitude that you would have felt at that time. Like, I'm really thankful that I can just literally learn all this stuff for free, get the answers. Obviously, I'm sure it's not every single thing, but at least there was a lot that you were able to get from that. Do you think that in yeah. any way inspired you now to want to teach other people, or want to help them with the issues that they have? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely think that because part of what knowledge does or information does is that it activates your mind. It literally activates your mind. And what I mean, I mean the right information. So when you're learning and you are learning the right thing, you know, being taught by the right person anyway, what, what you begin to do is that you start to identify knowledge gaps, knowledge gaps. And when you hear somebody else speak and you can identify that gap, I mean, if you are compassionate enough, there will definitely be the part of you that would want to help out by saying, oh, I mean, I used to make this mistake as well, but then I learned better. And I believe this is how to get a better result in doing the same thing, you know. So that's, I, I, I totally agree with that, that in learning, I also learned to pass this knowledge down to other people. Okay, yeah, because I see that happening a lot. Like, you know, when someone has, I feel like, yeah, eventually you get to that point where, you have amassed such a large amount of information and it's now time for you to pass it on. I don't want to say pass it on to the next generation because that sounds so <laughs> But yeah, maybe uh, in a way, kind of the next, maybe in a way, kind of the next generation. But anyways, so that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing about, you know, the challenges that you faced. And the reason why I like to talk about these things a lot is because I understand that being a business owner, you know, whether you're creative, if you, as long as you are getting paid for what you do, right? It's not just an expensive hope. You are a business owner. Um, and I understand yeah. that the early part of that can be very lonely, right? Lonely in the sense yeah. of 
you're asking yourself a lot of time, am I doing everything? Am I doing anything right? Am I the only one going through these issues? Is this how it's supposed to be? And, you know, all those very, I would say, kind of depressing questions. So just hearing someone talk about it to say this and this and this is what I went through, it just helps someone out there listening to kind of connect with that and say, okay, yes, this is normal. I'm not just on the road to hell. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. everything wrong. So yes, I even though, you know, I have these challenges, you know, because they may still be facing it. Even though I had these challenges, or I currently have these challenges, I know that, okay, this is a possible solutions, and I know that I can still come out of that. So that's usually why I like to talk about challenges. And I feel like in a way it's fun just to relieve those moments because now you are remembering and you are thinking yeah. about the first post. I am. <laughs> I think it's called um, overexposed when you have like the light is too much. <laughs> yes. I just don't want to use those technical terms, but that's it is. Clap for yourself. <laughs> Ah, I'm, believe me, I'm so proud. You know what? And you know the ironic thing? I was going to do a video about because um, a I have a I have a background in um, what's it called, software programming. So I was going to do a oh, video really? about how many words that we share. There are so many words that you find in programming that you also find in photography, right? And I'm I yeah, think yeah. I'm still going to do that video because. Uh, there were like so many words and I was like, okay, this is new. Like I can't, I wrote them down somewhere. I don't have access to my book right now. It's kind of far, but yeah, they were like almost, it was getting to yeah. 20. And I was like, okay, this is like something is happening here. Like maybe we I think, I think one is too. catch. In, in photography, you have catch Absolutely. lights and in programming, you also catch errors. Try and catch. catch. <laughs> Try catch. <laughs> exactly. So you know some of these yeah. things. Absolutely. So, yeah, it seemed like it would be a fun video to do. I'll get that book and maybe I'll try it out to see how that works. Sure. You, okay. I think you should. I should. Um, now, th this question I want to ask is a bit... Uh, I just, <laughs> it's not really the best thing to ask, but, you know, just thinking about it because we are still, you know, in Nigeria and, you know, yeah. very much aware of all the issues that we have in this country. And I could literally write a book around the issues mm. that we have in this country but not not going there i always try to hold myself back and be like please nope not doing that today not right now <laughs> but anyways given all you know the things the problems that we have especially for creatives i just like we're talking about that we have a story to share and i'm really hoping we yeah. get to share that story one day i hope so too um, and, <laughs> and just talk about because it was a major issue but you know given all these issues that creatives face you know you see creatives um talking about light issues and network issues and noise and all these different we don't even want to get into the very political ones but anyways mm. despite all of these things i'm always very curious you know for people that still are doing amazingly well what would you say is your biggest inspiration and what is something that pushes you to still get up every day, do the work that you love to do, get paid for the work that you do, and just, you know, just keep going. What would you say is your yeah. biggest inspiration? Okay, number one, my biggest inspiration is God. I mean, I'm backed by prophecy. I know that God is with me, in me, and totally behind my business, right? And I'm second thing I'll say is passion. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing I'll say is passion. I, I don't I'm not just good at what I do. I also love I absolutely love photography. I could take pictures all day, morning till night, just taking pictures. Of course I would need to eat. You know, but I could even forget food sometimes. <laughs> That's how passionate I am about it. And so it's I think it's a huge privilege that we should all be grateful for when we get to make, you know, a decent living doing what we love to do. So number one is God. Number two is passion and number three i would say the people around me i have a very supportive or a very strong support system you know from my friends to my family you know to people like you who want to hear my story like small oh, me <laughs> you know so right that's really i think so the first thing the first thing i want to say please eat if you are listening to this right sure. now and you're in that category of people that love what they do and they don't eat, please eat. We love you. The no, I eat. Wants I, 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 I want, eat. We want to have you, you know. Um, 
And then, yes, you mentioned passion. And you mentioned, you said something that I think is very key, and it is the word um, privileged. And I totally agree with that because not everybody gets to do that. I think in the world we live today, a lot of people kind of jump a step and they feel like, oh, yes, everybody should be doing, you know, what they love and all these different things. I own several Mm. businesses, right? And I'm always a big fan of talking about business and all those things. But in all honesty, we have to acknowledge the fact that it is a privilege. If you're at a point in your life where you get to do something you love and get paid for it, not every single person on planet Earth is able to get that privilege. So if you find yourself in such a situation, it is a privilege, absolutely. And I'm very happy that you put it in that light you know, because I feel a lot of people may just be like, ah, you know, it's just, yeah, everybody can do, everybody can do what they love. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like capital, no, not everyone has yeah. a privilege what they love. So I'm, I'm happy that you identify that because really it is like a different level of work when you wake up yeah. in the morning and you are excited to get out of bed. Some people I do know. not want to like bury me in this bed right now. I don't want to go. I, I hate my work. I, I've heard so many people say to me, <laughs> I hate my job. I never want to show up there again. <laughs> it happens, right? So it's a yeah. different level when you wake up in the morning and you're like, I get to take photos today. Like, I'm, you're already thinking know, about right? the project, right? You're already like thinking about how it's going to look whatever you're going to shoot, all the editing you're going to do, because it's really more about your mind's eye and not even just literally taking photos. So I think that's such a Mm. very important point. And then the last part about support system, very, very, very important. So many people that could have done literally amazing things, but with the wrong support system, it's like, it's zero, literally zero. Because, okay, it will start from, like, having a good idea. And everybody around you is like, uh-uh. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they will, that's true. They will discourage really you so much that you just feel like... Because as much as we can have a tough skin and just be like, yes, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, there's a limit to mm-hmm. which you can cut off every single person from your life. Yeah. Just say, I'm not going to yeah. listen to anybody. The people that's around us do true. have some kind of effect on us. So I think that's amazing that... You have that support system that keeps you going. And yeah, no I matter do. what terrible thing happens in the country, you guys can just laugh about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> okay. So as I said, but the most important point is for anybody listening to this, please eat. I mean, just at least maybe twice. <laughs> twice a day. You, don't, you don't need to do three square meals. I don't even know if three square meals exist again. Like, is that a thing? Do people still do that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you have the money and time and yes. <laughs> I would say time more because some people can afford to, but it's just like who eats in the afternoon. You know, when you see people talking about lunch and I'm like, lunch? When I hear lunch, I'm thinking <laughs> of a product lunch or a campaign lunch. I know. I'm not thinking about food. <laughs> so I know. It's, it's a different life. It's a different life for me anyway. So quick question. If you weren't doing what yeah. you are doing right now, when you think back, let's say three, four, possibly five years, if you didn't choose this career path or business mm-hmm. path, whatever we want to call it, what do you think you would have been doing? I would have been working in a tech company as a product developer. I just love to see things come to life, right? I love to conceive ideas. I love to recruit the right team to work on the different notes that I regarded that I needed to bring this idea to life. I love to share ideas and see what some what more something could become when the extra hand of another person is added. I love to see that same thing solve problems and I love to see it just blossom. <laughs> oh, okay, now we're getting very serious. But question, because you know, as someone in the tech field, I have to let you know that these are two different things, right? So when you say developer, my mind is going to a software programmer. I'm thinking code. No, I'm no, no. Yeah, so that's, that, so that's that's why I said product developer. Okay, so you are more on the product side, not very much yes. on the C++ side. Okay. So, so I'm, I, okay, so backstory, I actually also run a software development company on the side. Hmm. <laughs> now that's getting interesting. Please carry on, carry on. Tell us more. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's called Relic. That's the first thing I began to do. And I've been doing that since 2013. I started out by learning um, web development, learned PHP, learned the frameworks. Then over time, I began to solve problems using programming and I discovered that I could do much more with the right team. You know, but later on, I stopped developing in 2016, 17, and I, I just set up a team. So we're actually just wrapping up the project now, you know, and uh, yeah. So, so I just do more of oversight. Wow, that's very, that's actually pretty impressive to imagine that you're managing all of these different things. You must really be passionate about it because I can almost imagine I, um, it's like you, you must really be passionate about it. But <laughs> actually, I yeah. think that's a good, you know, it's kind of related that's a very good career path because I say it's kind of related because really when you think about products and, you know, product development or product management, it's still a very, I would say, creative space because apps on their own, any kind of, whether it's a web or a mobile app, it's more about creativity, right? What can you make of it? What can you hmm. create? So that's still very much yeah. creative. So yeah, absolutely. I love the idea of that. So that's what you probably would have been doing if you didn't, you, you know, if you weren't very deep into photography and education right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so question, yeah. what advice or strategies, right? And I'm very, I'm very happy to hear this part because I know that you are a <laughs> teacher. So you're going to teach us now. <laughs> What advice or strategies okay. would you have for someone who wants to kick off their own business doing what you do? So, in other words, someone who wants to start in photography, you know, what advice or strategies would you have for them based on your own experience and your own expertise right now? Okay. Um, the first thing I've noticed is a lot of a lot of young people have ego issues where they want to say that I'm, I'm self-taught, nobody taught me. I brought myself to where I am. I paid my dues. As much as that will sound nice or sound um, as much as it might help your CV, I don't know if it really does that, you know, but as much as that might make you seem like you're more of a fulfilled person, I would say if you have the opportunity to intern, I think you should absolutely go for it. You know, find a mentor that you can provide value for that will also bring you within that person's circle especially somebody that does what you want to do you know the popular saying that we see father by standing on the shoulders of giants right it's going to shorten the time that it will take for you to i can't remember what that's called now it's going to shorten your learning curve i think that's the word it's going to shorten your yeah. learning curve because you are going to see firsthand the mistakes that you would have made and you would learn not to make them before you even make them it's just going to make you learn much faster you know second thing i would say is that you should learn to network. I say that because, you know, the skill itself is not exactly what makes people people rich. You know, it's not just by being a great photographer. I know a lot of awesome, very talented creatives that are not making money. You know, I believe it's more about who you know. And not, just, not even just about who you know, but about how to know someone, right? How to network, how to build the right network of people that need the value that you are offering and how to position yourself. This is all about marketing, of course. How to position yourself as the right person to solve their problem that they will be willing to exchange money for, you know, willing to exchange money for. And then the third thing I would say is, I, I, I believe everyone, when you have, of course, when you have interned and you are learning to network, what you should also do is to create a unique value system it does not have to be something that nobody else is doing. You just have to find a way to infuse your own story into that which you are doing. Right? In photography, it has to do with how you shoot, maybe the way your studio is, how you, the kind of experience you give people when you are on set, the way you structure your business right from inquiry. You know, what is your brand persona in strategy? That's what I call it. Well, that that's what it's called rather what's your what's what your what's the persona of your brand find a way to infuse that into every um aspect of your business right from the consultation to execution to even um you know post service delivery and also learn how to now um propose that system to personal brands and also corporate brands 
you see that's like a whole lesson right there i feel like i should pay it you. is <laughs> I, I mean i feel like i should pay. it's just you know because of network and everything but yeah we can, we can settle up after this call <laughs> sure but <laughs> That that was really helpful, especially when you start getting deep into the marketing, you know, aspect. If you are listening to this yeah. right now and you have set up your customer persona, please raise your invisible hand and let me see that. Because brand I can persona. tell you for a fact, a lot of people have not done, you know, brand persona, customer persona. Yeah. A lot of people don't really get deep into all that marketing stuff. And you even talked mm-hmm. about post delivery after okay you've yeah. done photos for someone you've worked on a project you guys are done is that literally the last time they are going to hear from you on yeah because a lot of photographers have this hit and run mentality like i shoot you once and that's all but you know you could actually build a very sustainable business with just 10 to 20 clients who are paying you your worth but people want to you want to shoot every single person that you're meeting and then you don't treat the ones you shoot you know like a key account and Please don't be a hit and run. And I know we're not using it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> way, but don't, don't be a hit and run, right? Um, there is such a thing <laughs> as post delivery. Like after you're done, you don't even, if the way I see business, I don't think I'm ever done with any of my clients, even if we work together, right? You will still remember me. I'm all over you. <laughs> like I always I know. remember. And it's an awesome thing. If a, if a holiday pops up, send them a greeting card and offer them a discount on their next service. Do you know that's like the best yeah. way people to keep going? Like they need to come back and do something. Like I remember even like this um, holiday that just passed, I remember sending literally all my clients a holiday gift card just because they are simply amazing people. And I love all of wow. them from the bottom of my heart. But <laughs> it was it was wow. also a very good opportunity for me to because I was thinking I wanted to give them an Amazon gift card, you know, because um, mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool thing for clients that are not, you know, not within physical range. Like you can't just literally send yeah. them a card. I wanted to get them an Amazon gift card, but then I went to the Amazon page and mm, something led to something else. And I was just like, okay. Why not just kind of convert that into your own services and just take whatever amounts that you are going to give to them, take it off your service and tell them next time yeah. you're getting any of my service, you're getting X amounts of money off. And that's even going to bring them back. So, so it's, it's really cool. So there's such a thing as that, you know, I think um, now we're getting more into like customer service and customer relations, which is not a very popular topic. A lot of people don't even think about that. It's just about how do I Mm -hmm. make money? How do I get the client? I'm done with the client and goodbye. Just like you said. So please, um, I hope everyone that's listening is taking notes. Please don't just listen to these things. You know, when we have such an amazing person in the house and he's dropping all these these amazing lessons. We need to listen and write the notes and take notes of it and later come back to our notes and revise and say, okay, yes, I'll do this assignment. Please, we all have an assignment. Let's go back and kind of set up our brand personas and see what, and if you're not sure, you know, yes, if you're not certain about what should go into a brand persona, I'm going to leave all of Elvis's details in the description below. So please contact him. I'm sure he would have the most Absolutely amazing do. resources. You see, I said it. I knew. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's not free share, but no problem. No, please. Uh, the, the, the best things in life are not free, contrary to what exactly. they, they taught us to believe. But anyways, yeah. so now I want, I want to shine the spotlight on you and on your business just for a couple of minutes. Can you tell us what fun projects that you're currently working on what's something that's keeping you busy at the moment what do you have going for you at you know in this at this period of time or even in the nearest future what's something we should be looking at your page or just looking out for elvis is going to drop this really really soon hmm. okay well i'm not really a fan of talking about things that are that i'm still working on right because okay i'm not just a fan of talking about that but nonetheless what fun projects am I working on? All right. So I recently became um, a consultant with Nigerian breweries where I work with certain of their brands to cover events and certain other, you know, um, um, projects that they will be running. Like I, I work with Maltina. I work with um, Star Adler. 
um, Desperados. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I will tell you, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, I'm. Uh, we just finished the project this December at a co-hotel in Lagos. Right, so I'm basically looking forward to much more projects because I get to be part of the whole planning, not just that I, I come and I just take pictures because I've always wanted I've always wanted to be somebody who provides all-round value, not just that you take great pictures, but that my work actually helps businesses upscale, you know. It helps them become better, make more money, reach more people and pass the relevant message to the right people. Right, so I get to be part of their planning team right um also i'm planning a series of uh, what i will call uh personal projects where i I get to work with other creatives and then we tell stories Uh, i'm not permitted to to say the exact story we're going to be telling but we're basically going to create work that will touch the very fabric of africa i think that's the best i can say now so we i mean we had like a mini meeting yesterday we're still in (laughs) we're still planning that Thirdly, I'm setting up a system or a structure to also train um, young and upcoming creatives, not just photographers, but all-round creatives, from storytelling to business, execution, marketing, and all of that. Something I can help somebody who is from... Take, basically taking you from hobbyist to specialist, right? Something like that. That is already in the works. Having a conference at the end of this month at in Covenant University. Um... So there are a couple of other things, but I'm only just talking about the things that are already in motion, right? So yeah. basically, in the coming years, I don't just want to be a photographer. I've never just wanted... That's, that has never just been my sole motivation. But I want to be a system that can impact my world or my generation and even further down because I did my homework and I was able to create it a structure that is selfless that can accommodate someone and bring them from a level where they don't know what to do to where they literally live out their dreams. You know, that's what I want to build. And that's what I'm building towards at the end of the day. Wow. I hope I answered your question. That's, that's like, that's a very big, wow. Like, I'm sorry. Have you met a system today? Have you, have you met, I've met a system today. I don't know about you, but I've met a system today. Like I've gone past meeting human beings. Now I'm meeting systems. Like you have that's next level. <laughs> that's next level boss. Like it's not even I'm not okay, no, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that's so much All right. fun. And I really want I want to know. Like now I'm just like I want to know for every single one of these things. I want to be in the know. Um I want to be you know, that's, that's fine. just don't worry, we'll just sit here and we'll just watch. And if you need a traveling partner, because I heard something about the oh. fabric of Africa, I'm I'm open yeah. to traveling. You know how people say I'm open to <laughs> traveling. Like <laughs> that's amazing. To to, yes, I, I mean I'm happy to I'll go keep that in mind, you to Mozambique. I can accompany <laughs> you to Egypt <laughs> and back. Just in case, just putting that out there. But awesome. that's a lot of exciting stuff. And you're just saying it like you don't have anything coming up. That's not true. Like you, <laughs> you see, you see what people do, right? They make it seem as if there's nothing, and then they'll just come and scatter everywhere, and you just be like, "What just happened here?" That's so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a lot of exciting stuff. Okay, so I know that you probably, you know, like you said, all these things are kind of emotion. I don't know if there's anyone that's kind of finalized yet, but I will take all the links to everyone that's listening, all the links that Elvis is willing to share with us will be available in the description just so that we can follow with his story and follow up with each and every one of these exciting projects. And if you are, if you are thinking that, yeah. about collaborations as well, please feel free to reach out. Just like he said, networking is a very big part of the creative world. You don't just want to be that person that's living in isolation. You want to be able to find people that can help you, that can support you, and even people that you can help as well. It's a two-way street. It's not just one. So, yeah, I think I'm really excited about all the projects that you have coming up on the pipeline, and I really cannot wait to see how each and every one of these things turn out. So, um, just one final thing before I let you go. I'm picking up so much of your time, and I'm going to let you go in just a second. But just one question, right? 
this may right. be a you know it's just maybe you've thought about it before maybe you haven't thought about it before what's your favorite street food my favorite street food food yes okay i haven't i haven't thought of ah uh, well i mean the streets are different because uh, i grew up in worry <laughs> i grew up in worry and I mean, I moved to Lagos in 2018, at the end of 2018. So if I'm in Wari, those streets are definitely different. And my favorite street food in Wari will be starch and owo. Only a Delta person is actually going to know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll be hearing you right now. They'll be like, yeah. I know. <laughs> my, our person. <laughs> you know, but when, I'm in, when, I'm in, when I'm in Lagos, hmm. When last did I even do street food? But if I have my way, if I could just, I think I will do. I'm always hard though. I mean, my street, my <laughs> my definition of street food is Chicken Republic. Like if I'm in a hurry, I just need to get something. I don't brand Chicken Republic, please, right? Please, please don't say it again. Just whisper it. Whisper it to me. Just say it. Please, Chicken Republic is not street food. Like let's not. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Nope. That's not. We rejected that. Please, no. <laughs> Do you want to try again? Do you want to call the uh, call a friend or ask the audience? <laughs> okay. Um. Let me say. Let me say. I would say rice and beans. Is that street okay. food? Or amala? Ah. Yes, amala. Yes. I remember I was, I was in Suriname once. I saw one amala spot, and I I mean not too long ago, like a few weeks back, and I went there. I ate amala, and I felt really good. <laughs> Okay, so if you are listening to this right now, and you know, we host this um, podcast on so many places, but if you are listening to this right now and you can see a comment section, please just comment your, you know, your own favorite street food and let's find mm. out, right? Let's like a battle of the street foods and let's see who is going to I know. come out. <laughs> I, I know there are like different streets to it and everything, but. I trust Nigerians. When you see, when they now find themselves <laughs> and they are like, yes, the majority of the people here, they are Lagos people, they will dominate. Like, I just know it. I just know it. Yeah. We have, we have a very strong passion when it comes to food. And it's one of the things I love about Africa. Our food culture is like, it's a whole thing on its own. You can tell stories about it. You can, have you seen food photographers? Like, when they start capturing all the different angles. I know. I have Africa. a friend, Joel. Yeah. True. <laughs> it's it's really a lot, and there's like a whole different thing. That's what I wanted to know. But anyways, um, I think we started with rice and beans, and we're going to end with rice and beans. So thank you so yes. much, Elvis, for sharing. Thank you, Dalia. <laughs> thank you so much yeah. for sharing about you know how you started in your business and your passion and the things that keep you going and the challenges that you encountered and even mm-hmm. you know today what you would say to someone who is literally at that point where maybe they've started or maybe they're thinking about starting. Um, I really appreciate the time and the effort that you've put into having, you know, making sure that we went through with this episode. Um, Thank you so much to everyone that has listened through. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did because this is like the most fun I've had. It's, you know, at the time of this recording, it's literally the beginning of the week, but this is the most fun I've had in this week so thank you so much everyone and i will see you in our next episode bye yes bye dahlia bye everyone bye